me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome in Gothamites to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. And this is my own personal butch, Jason. I am no dancing monkey, sir. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. I, um, I've spent a lot of time in a room with Zaz, and nay did I dance. All right, let me rephrase. And this is my own personal Zaz, Jason. Hello. Kind of scary that that one worked. So yeah. we have just seen the first episode of season two of Gotham. Giant sigh of relief. A sigh of relief? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Two things. One, we've spent all summer getting ready for things, going back for things. Man, mm. it's just nice to have new blood. It That part, just, just having a new fucking show to talk about is absolutely relieving. Now, that being said, about half of the show was great and the other half is absolutely worrisome. But mm-hmm. either way, either way it's easier. All right, well... Uh, based on the on the uh, promotional clips that Fox has been releasing, I uh, uh, pretty much detested... Which amounted to, what, like 15% of the show? Yeah. I detested and was worried about the uh, the scenes with Jerome and Barbara in, in jail, or in Arkham, I guess. And um, mm-hmm. worried about uh, Jerome and Barbara in general. Um, but that was not the most damning thing about the episode, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just throw it out. Um, Zargon? <laughs> I I managed to find a loose scrap of, of helpless paper. Uh-huh. And always kind of have a pen attached to me. And uh, the scribble note equals, uh, well, it was Zardon equals Condiment King. Oh, I did. I actually did think of the Condiment King. Did you? I really did. I really did. That opening scene, mm-hmm. that's the same that's it it's the theme. It, it is. Now, to be to be clear, he was a a giant weird excuse to get the episode started. He was. And, and I think because we have the Condiment King background and there's some pedigree to that being that mm-hmm. Deanie thought it was fucking hilarious. And it was. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's about the only reason he wasn't more egregious than he actually is. <laughs> <laughs> because Zordon is Terrible way to get the season started. Just terrible. Yeah. Now, I, I, I did, before we get to Zargon or Zardon or whatever his name was. With two A's. With two A's. Before we get to that, there is a, I mean, we sit, we have Bruce, Alfred going down into the, the little, 
entrance uh, to the, I guess, proto-bat cave. Bruce mm-hmm. not being able to get the thing open, the, the keypad uh, to unlock. Mm-hmm. We then cut to uh, Gordon starting the day with Lee. And um, I love the opening music. I loved that opening music, that opening song. I don't know who, who does it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. We I know. I know that song. Literally just I, I stopped watching the, the show. So I really didn't. I know. I know that song. I just. Oh, I'm going to go God, back. Someone tell us who that was. I'm going to go back and sound hound it most likely. But I loved the. Oh, well, I'm going to go back and shazam it. Okay. What? To each their own, man. I don't I don't know. But Old school. I went. Um, sorry. I, I did. I love the opening music. I love the. Uh, it, it fit in really well. Oh my god! Uh, Penguin blowing the dude away after kissing him on the head, or, well, or having uh, having him having him blown away. Yeah, this is a much better use of Zaz, by the way. Yes, and then like, throughout we're, throughout, we're, just much better use of a character that I don't know designed for killing. Yeah, and then we get Zargon or Zardon. I can't tell. Drank the dragon's blood. They did. Obviously, it and was burped Theo the Galvan. dragon's blood. By the way, they're already doing something that Arrow does. Mm-hmm. I have now heard that dude's name on the show pronounced Galavan and Galvan. Now he's galvanizing the uh, criminal element <clears throat> in the. Yeah, that's yeah. what we are now. So I think I think his entire character concept like came out of that word. And they just decided to put an extra vowel in there and hope no one noticed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the terrible plinkty plinkty music is is still there in the uh, in the bad guy scenes in the in Arkham and whatnot. It, I agree, but I also think that it was kind of downplayed by uh, in the context of the show. Again, I just yeah. didn't care about the plinkety plinkety. Yeah, I was I was less taken aback by the plinkety plinkety music and focusing on Jerome and realizing he wasn't as, nearly as good as he was in the, his first appearance. Mm, I'm still down. He's way more cartoony here. He's um, he is almost not even. He's almost actively terrible. Like no, no, I disagree. I do. Eh. I, I mean, mean, I I have nothing to outright argue with. It's just, I think he's been practicing that smile, and I think he's got it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that smile. I like how far he's going with it. I like how strange he seems. I like how off-putting he seems. Um, he's he's attractive as a piece of scenery. He is an attractive piece of uh, piece of the set. I I really am enjoying every actually every time I've seen him on screen so far. I'm I'm really happy. I I am I'm torn with him because about half the time I really dig him and then the other half the time I just think oh that was bad, but so so anyway I mean, he's chewing the scenery sometimes but he's the Joker I mean I know I know qualifications out the butt but <laughs> he's the Joker so look of course he's chewing some scenery basically this episode we got Jim Gordon he's a traffic cop he uh, he takes down Zardon. The Reaper mm-hmm. of Souls, or whatever the hell he was calling himself, and uh, <laughs> badass scene yeah. where he's taken down this dude. The other cop pops over. He's late for his shift. Yeah, Gordon pulls it, like hits the dude, pushes him away, pulls Generic a gun. Generic doofus cop. A yeah. by the way, pulls a gun. Just, God damn it! Pulls a gun, 
flips around to all the people trying to steal shit from the little street vendor and goes, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Yes. Um, so Gordon gets called in, uh, has a little uh, little conversation, a little bit of a conversation with Ed Nigma before he goes into his mirror conversation. Ugh. And um, I, I think the promo is really I don't have... think you're going to mind the mirror. Like, on the course of season two, I don't think you're going to care about the mirror at all. Maybe not. So far, like... If, if they ever use the mirror again, I'll immediately be wrong about that. Yeah. So, um... Gordon is fired, summarily fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Loeb's just been looking for a way to get rid of him. and um, Any random excuse, yeah. Yeah, and uh, once again, love the actor that plays uh, this, this playing Loeb. Um, he's actually one of the bright spots in HBO's Girls. So really digging him here in this entire episode. SN equals spineless. I don't know how how SN was spineless exactly. She stuck up for Gordon. Still just does. Yeah, she does. She sticks up for him in the way that like you. Ah, fuck it. Come on. No, that's spineless. I'm not even gonna try to defend her. Fuck her. She she says like a couple things and then she still doesn't even roll her eyes. Like puts her eyes down and goes and grabs his uh, his gun. Only after he tells her it'll be okay. And then balls is up and goes and act. Eh, fuck it. Mm. I I think she was justified in what she did. Someone has to be in the in the force that still has an inkling for good. Otherwise, the bastards win. He had no. Fired I think her she yet. has an incredible inklings for. I think she has overwhelming inklings for good, and she doesn't act on them enough. She's only good when we see her, and she's only good when Gordon's there. And then even that, even in that small subsection, she's good. When she can, when she's not telling Gordon when he can't be good. Eh, I don't know that I agree with you on that. We only see her be good when Gordon is there because that's the only time we ever see her. Sure, but I assume she's just doing regular police work after that. Well, I mean, because he's the only one that's actually, you know, yeah, I mean, catalytic in any way. Well, he's out in the streets and she's shuffling paperwork around. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of point. Like every time she has the opportunity to truly stand up and do something for Gordon, she doesn't. She, in this case, she starts to, and then kowtows. Yeah, but Gordon was going to kowtow. He wasn't going to quit, but Loeb fired him. Well, Loeb fires him. And by She the stands way, up I, for him anyway for just a second. Well, yeah. Starts to stand up for him further, submits, does what Loeb says anyway, and then Gordon makes it okay by saying, don't worry, basically saying, don't worry about it, and taking out his gun and badge for her, because she wasn't going to do it. But you could have imagined a very similar scene between Jim and Bullock. Jim stayed How do you on. Say? Jim stayed on after Bullock left, so that means he's a coward too. He didn't stand up to Loeb either, because Loeb was above all of them. It's better to have one good hand in the GCPD, uh, better than none. They're yeah, just but in a way, Bullock was obviously the stronger one because he stepped out of the entire fucking game and well, maybe tried he was to the ride his own shit. By another perspective, he was the weakest one because he chose to give up. He did, huh? But at, he did. But at that point. We, like actually, Bullock hasn't been addressed at all with uh, his correspondence with the GCPD mission of riding the ship in general has not been addressed at all. All we've addressed is Bullock is no longer an alcoholic. He does have a Catholic uh, ability to work in a bar, but that's well his own trip. Loeb said that he did the same thing to Bullock that he did to Jim, hoping that Jim would quit like Bullock did. Mm, that is true. What? Well, no, even in that case, Bullock bails on the whole thing, decides to go fix himself, Jim stays in, 
in that case, kind of flailing. At, at no point, though, does it change the fact that Essen, even though she actually tries to argue for him, she submits to the situation because he could and fire goes her to too. take Jim's gun. Yes, yeah, but that's not a good enough reason. Too. You, if if I was watching Castle, for instance, the the captain in that scenario would have handed over his badging gun before he did it. Well, in a lot of shows, that ends with someone handing over their badging gun before they go take his. Because well, that's a fine fantasy. It. That's a fine fantasy. But in this case, the Gotham PD is so corrupt. You need someone good in there, and they all understand that. I, Gordon didn't leave. I'm just not, no hard feelings. I'm not willing to believe that Essen is the person that's got to be on the inside there. There hasn't been like some uh, correspondence for me to believe that that's her internal internal dialogue. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. <clears throat> it seems that there seems to be a code of honor between all of those cats, and one of them has to be taken. Like Gordon wasn't going to leave when Bullock left. Gordon still stayed and fought until he was forced out. Quite literally forced out. There's no reason that Essen would quit or hand over her because that would just leave the GCPD more morally bankrupt. Well, I don't doubt that, but same time, Gordon getting back on the force and thereby getting Essen promoted, mm-hmm. uh, his mechanism for that is to go to the most corrupt man in the city. It's not helping things either. Yeah. Thus, we have Chickless. <laughs> because God hates me. Oh. He doesn't hate you, man. He just wants you to understand the brilliance of Chickless. Just wants me to see faces that I chemically don't understand or like. This is uh, this is your version of the story of, of uh, Saul of Tarsus being blighted on the road to Damascus. He <laughs> <laughs> was Chickless on the road right. to Damascus. <laughs> I fully expect by next year's time you'll be you'll be pinning a <laughs> pinning a letter deemed. First Chiclissians. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be blinded by the light anytime soon on that one. Oh, man. Gordon goes to Penguin, wants, wants to be reinstated, wants uh, Loeb to be gone, but he has to do a favor for Penguin. And he, you know, tells him no. And we get one of the best scenes I've ever seen between Jim and Bullock. Bullock is also gone. He quit. And now he's a bartender. And mm-hmm. he and, and Gordon's just getting shit faced at the bar. Bullock tells him, "Look, you know, Complete I stopped drinking. Role reversal. Yeah, I stopped drinking the day I quit the force. Right. Like I'm oh, clean. Thirty-one up. days sober. Thirty-two days sober. Yeah, yeah. He's like, look, man, I, I I'm clean. I'm not drinking anymore. I got a house. I got a woman who doesn't mm-hmm. hate me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As we surmised, a huge step up for Bullock. Right. And Gordon stands, throws an arm around his neck, and they they touch foreheads in that way that bros do at times. And he goes, I'm proud of you, brother. Right. That was a nice scene. I really enjoyed seeing... It is an intensely endearing scene. I really enjoyed seeing Gordon and Bullock, like, come together as friends. Like, they've been through this shit together. Yeah, and um, their version of letting Bullock get, you know, out of uniform is... (laughs) His, his facial hair is like half an inch longer. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, he is though. Like he, you, you can tell he's out of it. it. Honestly, my favorite part of Bullock, uh, slightly before that, was him lifting the head of the drunk up, like sanitizing the table under oh, and putting the God. head of the drunk yeah, back under. I loved it. that. That was fantastic. I it. If you've ever ever worked food long enough to actually close something, anything. You've had a moment where you wanted to clean around a motherfucker. That was perfect. <laughs> so, uh, 
We have a great bit after that where Jim goes to Bruce to tell him he's sorry. He can't keep investigating the murder, blah, blah, blah. He's going to have to do something very ugly for Penguin to get his job back, so he can't do it. It's Mm going to break his moral code. And Bruce just kind of... He expounds it perfectly, though. You you know, I I could serve a sandwich to Satan, but you're not like that. I mean, he, he nails it. Yeah. God, I'm looking forward to just bartender wise bullock sounds great right but then and you, and you find yourself agreeing with bullock and going yeah yeah gordon's too good for that shit right but then except he doesn't have that luxury but then gordon goes to speak with bruce and little right? tiny batman drunk gordon wanders up uh and and he's basically calling him out on his shit he's like so maybe the right thing is to do something ugly. I right. He, I just he want to understand that. you're sacrificing the greater good for your own personal integrity. Isn't isn't that a small sacrifice? Your integrity for the greater good. Yeah, and Alfred's um, trying to like hold Bruce in check, and and I, Bruce is just not. He's trying it. his best, but Bruce is fucking them both up. I mean, it, yeah. It oh the balls, the balls. Yeah, Bruce is like, yes, you must forgive me. Alfred is correct. There are many things I do not understand. Yeah, it's this. But he walked all the way snarky... here. He walked all the way here to have a conversation. Oh, oh, oh. the snark on it. Oh the man, snark. Oh, it's fantastic. It God, so good. I, yeah, the <laughs> the defiant thirteen or thirteen year old in you just ate that up, right? Yeah. I oh man, he he is a lot of fun as just a. I guess he's 12 years old. I, yeah. The note said he was 12 years old in this. No, it was, he said he was 12 uh, years uh, old at the time that Thomas was writing it, which may, yeah, may uh, mean so he was like Yeah, so short 13. of a birthday date, he's 12 or 13, Yeah, right? I, well, they did, um, did, didn't they do the episode, the, the birthday episode, where uh, it was Bruce's birthday and they were having a party for him? Wayne Enterprises was throwing... I thought that was a thing that happened, but... That's a good point, but that was a while back, so... Yeah. We have to... Okay, we could actually get a birth date out of him. Um, so he's at least 12 or 13 though. And just, just like he did the first time he went to the, the Wayne, like executive or meeting. Dude, he just has the biggest sack in the room. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I, I don't even know how to qualify it. He's just, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun as he is. I loved how snarky he was. I, I loved that he was just biting back at Alfred and it's this, it's it's getting to be less and less, like that kind of snark is actually taking the paternal aspect out of it and making it more of a camaraderie kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Perfect, freaking perfect. I mean, at the very end of it, it 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 ends exactly that way. By the end of the episode, they're blowing shit up and high fiving. Yeah, and yeah. So Bruce wants to blow up the 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 door because he can't get it open. And right. uh, oh, he's got by the way, my girlfriend completely guessed that the passcode was Bruce. Oh, sure, I, I did completely too. guessed it. Um, I, I thought of a, I, I did exactly what I apparently Bruce did. I thought of a thousand things before I thought of Bruce. Mm-hmm. I had all kinds of things in my head. But yeah, so I, I love how like Alfred is like, are you seriously considering th- putting like, setting off a bomb in the house? And he's like, well, I looked it up on the internet, Alfred. It seems pretty simple. No, 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 no. He says, "Well, I read a book. It seems pretty simple." Yeah, that's it. That's it. Book. Sorry. In a, in a way that was kind of, it seems flippant. If anyone else said it, it would sound flippant and some retarded shit you said when you were thirteen or twelve. Right. But for him, it's I read it in a book. I understand everything now. What's your problem? 
Like, it's the guy who's eventually going to be Batman. You, you immediately accept that, like, well, Alfred, he, he did say he read a book. Right. Well, let's go ahead and trust him. Right. It, I'm I'm going with him. I'm trusting that kid. But what really what really sold me on that scene was like Bruce just hefts the fertilizer back onto his shoulder and says, "This is happening. You can either help me or you <laughs> either help me or don't. But if not, I could use tea." Right. I liked the little uh, the fait accompli line. It's, don't you quote French at me? It it's some like it was <laughs> it was some kind of British instinct. Don't you? get all european with me young man and i love alfred's like flustered response that he's just starts rattling about like oh well you're gonna need twice that or three times that or whatever it was and he starts explaining exactly what they need to do and there's a strange pause and very like out of breath and frazzled alfred says and i suppose i'll put a kettle on (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna need a little bit of a little bit of caffeine okay then yeah. Perfect. So, uh, Fucking perfect. I want that weird kind of Cujo buddy cop shit for the entire fucking season. Yeah, me too. Don't stop. Please don't stop that. So was it just me or does Butch seem really twitchy and uncomfortable as Penguin's right hand man? He does. They're they're downplaying him a little bit. I mean he's like kind of clawing at his throat a little bit and blinking oddly and do you see the outfits he had he yeah wearing, it's very close tight like i don't know what you call it it's the thing with the top of the neck thing he's sticking it's a tuxedo kind of feel i don't know his his mm-hmm. neck his neck is it's not loose yeah by the way um unless you were wondering gotham hasn't scaled back any on their gore um on the gore yeah no yeah not at all like we act, like <laughs> I mean, penguin and zaz show up Zion's in Loeb's house everywhere well oh no like zaz and zaz and penguin show up in Loeb's house and he starts hollering for his guard and zaz just laughs and picks up a severed head right and then moves the and mouth just, around and goes hey boss how about a beer right now is that was an act that was pretty pretty decent head actually yeah um, I, I wasn't disappointed with that effect yeah, I, I I dig how you know Penguin and Zaz just go and apparently have a, like a whole little script worked out to scare Loeb into doing what they want him to do. Um, <laughs> it really was. It was a it was a masterpiece of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. Let's put it this way: that kind of fifth level manipulation out of the Penguin, perfect, and that kind of. I don't give a fuck what you're up to. I get to point a gun at somebody and kill a couple people on top of that. Mm-hmm. Violence out of Zaz? Yes, sir. Yeah. We got it. Let's do this. All right. So Theo Galvin or Galavan or whatever, he, he uses... Theo uh, Galavanizer. By the way, I love that Zardon referred to Gordon as Gordon. Oh, God, that made me laugh. It was funny. That was good. So one of the... Gordon. This, yeah. this, it actually did take me out of the show a little bit that he kept belching blue smoke, but whatever. It did... It, it Whatever. It... <laughs> Oh my gosh, like when, when Zardon actually shows up at Arkham and everyone's mm-hmm. just kind of pimped out and laying around and and uh, like Barbara's on Sionis's lap or whatever and he's telling this story about right. ponies or whatever in college and right. Zardon comes in and screams, I am Zardon, the Reaper of Souls. And they all just no stop. A fuck. They all just stop and look at him for like a, just a, a beat. And then Sionis right. just looks back and goes, so anyway, the ponies. And uh, <laughs> it was great. 
No, those are the moments where I really love Jerome. Look in the background, and he's giving it this um, anticipatory kind of just enthralled look. He loves the madness, no matter how it goes. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not certain, because Theo Galvin has... He's busted these guys out of out of Arkham now, and he wants them to work for him, and Sionis did not want to, so they let him go. Mm-hmm. And I am I to believe... I mean, we didn't see a body, officially, but am I to believe that Sionis is dead? Uh, I mean... Did I, they really kill Black Mask? I'm absolutely down with the we didn't see a body, therefore I don't believe it thing, but pushing someone named Fish into a running water, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Dude, there were blood spurts on that crazy, big-haired, chubby guy's face. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i pretty sure he did. Yeah, of course, I also considered that she just screwed up his face so badly that he's going to need to wear a mask from now on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true the show's going to be, but you have to hit something that's directly getting blood from the heart to get blood that far away. Yeah. You, you, you Which, can't, it can't be a flesh wound. If he, if he's dead, if Sionis is dead, like this show plays with, mm-hmm. with how realistic they are anyway. I mean, Fish got gut shot sure. and then came back for no reason. So, <laughs> And bedazzled on top of it. Yeah. She got like upgrade points yeah. if she was a video game. Bedazzled and not gut shot somehow. So Callistish. I I'm willing to accept that they would get extra bloody mm-hmm. and then be like, well, they, they screwed up his face. But I'm I'm hoping that's the route they go because Sionis was more fun in this episode than I've ever seen him before. Like he was really fun. Almost he really had, was. there was almost a walking esque quality to him. <laughs> that's that's quite a compliment. Yeah. And he he's was... probably not far from the age that Walken was when he started getting the Walken-esque quality. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no. Though, like, Christopher Walken had it at a very young age. Go check out Annie Hall. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I don't know, though. I, I, I don't think we're going to see that guy again, which always annoys the fuck out of me because that actor... Every time I see him, I, I'm i happy he's there, and I hope that he stays for as long as possible. And inevitably, and invariably, I hope that he's there, and then I'm disappointed because he did not stay anywhere close to as long as I hoped. Right. <laughs> he always gets killed or written off, or imprisoned at least. In any case, written off. Uh, it, it's disappointing. Yeah. So, it um... Is. Essen is now the uh, captain. Or, sorry, she's the uh, oh, commissioner. commissioner. Yeah, she's the commissioner. Co-mish. And, uh, well, Jim is reinstated as detective. Yeah, they never actually said detective. I assume detective. Yeah, she did. She called him detective when she handed him the badge. Did she? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And, um, well, um, they think they're going to clean up Gotham. But, you know, meanwhile, Barbara's out. By the way... Hey, welcome back to your new position. Uh, Barbara Keen is out. Oh, yeah. And right. um, for me, I think the episode ends on a high note. Like Gordon, he wound up having to kill a dude. He went to go get some money for the penguin to to repay him for the favor. Winds up, the guy went nuts and tried to kill Gordon, and Gordon took out every one of his men, and then wound up having to shoot him. Right. 
So, and then runs out with camera work that we thought meant he was on drugs and turns out means, I don't know, dishonorable Activision. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That was just an odd choice. But, but I kind of like Apparently, it's like a third-person view of himself as he's unethical. Yeah. I, I kind of hate it. I, I kind of <laughs> liked it and kind of hated it. I, I, I couldn't decide. I just kind of hate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it 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 felt like way too on the nose. I can't really be the person doing this. Obviously, I'm seeing it from this viewpoint. I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, and oddly enough, by the way, they just. Throw I'm glad it. it's over and out of the way because I was not looking forward to that camera work for this show. Yeah. By the way, it was kind of odd. We we do find mm-hmm. out that Selena's hanging out with Penguin at this point. That right. Um. I dude, I am a hundred percent excited and a hundred percent scared all at once. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's possible. If it's not, I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. But for me, episode went on on a high note. Uh, Bruce and Alfred blowing the hell up out of that door, high-fiving. A whole lot of fun. And then they go into uh, the room. Bruce finds a note with his name on it. And it's Mm -hmm. a hammy, somewhat cheesy, but also really touching and awesome it hit all the worst and best parts of gotham like this note from his dad who said as you know probably i i thought you might put it i'm feeling especially mortal these days um um, one of the best things about it is bruce reads the letter out loud to alfred with cracked voice and this kid does a bang-up job but through cracked voice to Alfred, mm-hmm. we get scenes of the newly instated Gordon. Best part of the note, though, I wrote down, you can't have happiness and the truth. Choose, right. I beg of you, choose happiness unless you feel a calling, a true calling. And that part, I think, is unprecedented in the entire Batman canon. I really do. Yeah. Um, there have been... The, the times that Thomas... He's not huge. He he, the actual parental influence, short of their you know grotesque interface with his life, is it's actually relatively minimal. Mm -hmm. But there have only been a few instances where you get to see maybe a a lost a lost note or something to Bruce from Thomas. Um, This actually, I don't know if I've ever quite heard that philosophy from any of those. Where it's it's I've heard a lot of times. Please just be be happy. And I've heard a lot of times, or a few times at least, um, please carry carry this mission for me. I've never actually heard right in the middle. Right. Right in the middle of, of I would really love for you to be happy, but if you went through what I went through, I'd be honored if you carried that baton. I've That one's a little bit new and specifically and absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really loved that. And to show Gordon, like, loading his gun, getting dressed, loading yeah. his gun. Yeah. As Bruce says, you yeah. can't have happiness and the truth. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. I I really do. I think I'm going to be right about two things. Chickless being the guy who, who gut checks Gordon. Yeah. And look at that cave. Look at that note. I think Thomas Wayne was the original detective. I don't think he was. You sure? I, Why the hell is there a cave? Well, he just said that he started uh, 
like because of Bruce being. Bear in there, mind, you could completely be right. So I'm just yeah, saying. I don't. I mean, I don't think he was like the original Batman or something. But Mm-mm. I mean, all he said was that he. Started By no looking, means. I just think he's a guy that's investigating the corruption of Gotham. Well, he's, it, it is at and the very least. He's, the show is fucking titled Gotham. Yeah, and well, Theo does a good job of of kind of trying to take another another second to mention that we're talking about a show about a city rather than a show about a tiny protobat. And I, I think that's what Thomas Wayne was doing in this show before this ever happened, was investigating the corruption. He's, yeah, sure. I think he's the guy who starts the path of him being the investigator. Well, yeah, but, I mean, all the notes said was that he was investigating the, the family business, which, of course, is, you know... A tiny little, tiny little root coming off of the the well of corruption within Gotham. Well, a well of the corruption, but you know Wayne Enterprises, uh, Wayne Enterprises as a response to Gotham is you know giant. Um, yeah. The the amount of money that goes through that business versus the amount of money that goes through Gotham is significant. Yeah, I know. It's just I'm just saying it's a small faction of just the true depths of of corruption in gotham absolutely and by the way i i, I can't think of a better hope that the amount of corruption inside Wayne enterprises is slightly smaller than the overall mm. i can hope by the way I, I i was remiss and forgot to mention it on this last news episode but i can't think of a better mm-hmm. time to mention it they did say that of course they're thinking of doing the court of owls and they keep trying to figure out a way to do it who said that I saw it. It was uh, Bruno Heller, I think. Really? Yeah. I think it was him. Whale. He said they, they constantly Whale go, indeed. go back to Court of Owls and wonder if they can figure out a way to make that work. Well, tell them tell to give us a call. Right. We've already expounded a way to make that work. Right. So. And, and to another end, uh, this episode written by Bruno Heller. Good job, man. Yeah, I, it was pretty good. Pretty good. I've gotten I've gotten some of the excitement back that I'd lost over the summer and over that second half of the season. But you got some work to do, at buddy. At the very least, like at the very least, I don't think we're pointing in a bad direction. So far. I, I think we're going somewhere that I'd like to go. So far. Well sure so far. <laughs> we'll deal with that next week. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, just so uh, our listeners know, this we are about to wrap this episode up, and this should be about the the right length for our weekly reviews of because we're doing all of the TV shows that are coming out uh, in the DC, mm-hmm. uh, well under the DC banner. So this mm-hmm. should be about the length of each individual review because we've got a lot to get to. So um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, DC on screen, this review of Gotham's damned. If you do, and uh, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, DC And you can also find our friends, Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall on the Marvel cinematic universe podcast. If you might be down for that on iTunes, Stitcher and MCUcast.com. I'm your host, David C. Robertson of maladjusted.tv. This is Jason. And uh, hello again. <laughs> Or maybe goodbye. Also goodbye. (laughs) Because I think we're going to wrap this up. Until the next episode, keep some DC on your screen. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. 
Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.